welcome to Verdant North. This episode of Stylish Sounds star, Nikki, she's selling us on sophisticated sipping shrubs. Caroline, suggesting selections for sultry late summer seed sowing. And Dan shares spruces and sniffing scented herbs. Don't worry, it's legal. We jokes, all this and s'more on Verdant North. Good job, Randy. You did that in one take. I'm impressed. And I even insulted your weed humor. <laughs> Somebody thinks I'm funny. I don't care if it's not you. <laughs> I really shouldn't complain. Uh, hello, hello. Welcome to Verdant North. It's me, your old pal, Caroline. I'm not that old. I don't know why I said that. Um, anyways, we have a full crew with us today. We've got Nikki Lyons, certified spirit specialist. Hello. You can't just wave. I, suppose, yeah. <laughs> I started waving and then I realized you can't hear me wave. Nikki, this and is <laughs> Normally I would knock something over, so that's how you know I'm here. But I'm trying to avoid that. <laughs> okay, the sitting across from Nikki, we have Dan Hudson. Hey guys. We have a full show for you. Uh, it's a pretty good one. So let's start out with Nikki and what you brought for us to drink today. Okay, today I brought some stuff, uh, one of my favorite things to make, called shrubs, which is essentially a sipping vinegar. Um, one of my favorite things about these is I made these about three weeks ago, a month ago, whenever I recorded our last podcast, and I was running really late today, so I just went in and grabbed whatever I could find in my refrigerator, and these were there and ready to go and absolutely tasty. Excellent. So if you're wondering what a shrub is, um, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but it's some sort of version of this. That's so. what you come to Verdant North for. Cold hard facts. Yes. On ambiguity. It's a way to it's like a old timey way to preserve fruit. Like before uh, they yes. had refriger- refrigeration because the acidity of the vinegar prevents bacteria and spoilage. That makes sense. I am not surprised that my old timey friend Dan knows about old timey shrubs. He used yes. to drink them all the time. Back <laughs> yeah. in the gold, I, I, man. Just, <laughs> I just think of them as simple syrups, and someone said, Hey, try vinegar instead of water. And I was like, Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, Huh, that's tasty. And that's kind of where these, these come from. So to make them, what I do, um, I go for a little bit of a fancy way. It's really not that fancy, it just sounds really fancy. So to start off, you have to have your old friends of sugar and citrus. Mm-hmm. So I make what's called an oleosaccharum. Might be pronounced aliosaccharum. Not really sure. No, I think you had it right with Basically, oil. yep. Fancy words for oil sugar or sugar oil, whatever you want to call it. So what you do is you take, you know, say if you want to make one cup, two cups, however much you want to make of the shrub, take that much sugar. Um, and then you peel a bunch of lemons and limes mm-hmm. or just lemons. You could use oranges. You could use grapefruit. But you usually want to have at least some lemon and lime in there because you want um, a citrus fruit that's going to have a lot of oil in the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't want to get the pith in there. You want to like really just kind of. Um, like disaster. Yes. You don't so essentially. Get, yep. You don't so, want to get pithed off. Yeah. No, no pith. <laughs> And you don't want to purely just zest because you want the full peels and stuff in there. And then so you just mix those in with the sugar. Um, You can put them in a bowl, cover them. If you have any sort of fancy Tupperware, that works. Um, A few years ago, someone got me one of those vacuum seal things. So I basically just use it for marinades and making oleosaccharums. I get really (laughs) excited when I get to make them because then I get out my little vacuum seal thing, make my little bags. 
throw them in the refrigerator. My roommate sometimes wakes up in the morning and wonders why there's just bags of sugar and lemons and various things in the refrigerator. And so have that, let it sit a day, maybe two days. That's about it. Um, and for the two that I made, so I did um, rhubarb and blueberry, which, as you know from previous episodes, okay. I made these all on the same day. I made about 15 different jars of different little Whoa. flavored syrups and things like that. So I had a bunch of rhubarb, cut it up, and had a few cocktails and just got crazy in the kitchen. So, Whoa. Um, and now I'm trying to remember Your if I was put the rhubarb in. <laughs> oh, my. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I can't remember if I put the rhubarb and blueberry stuff in originally or if I did it later. I forgot my notebook today, so I will find that and I'll so post good. it on Facebook. Um, I'm kind of sad because I love my new notebook. It's um, If anyone's familiar with Twin Peaks, I'm kind of obsessed. Nice. So it has the Bookhouse Boys logo on the front. It's an amazing little leather-bound <laughs> Bookhouse Boys journal. Um, and so that's where I keep all my drink recipes now. I love it. Super um, secret drink notes. Yes. No boys allowed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have our aliosacrum. So I let that sit for a while. And then kind of the next day, you take, let's say if you did one cup sugar, you take one cup. I did apple cider vinegar. You could also use rice vinegar. So I think I might have mixed them together a little bit. Just kind of mm. whatever kind of a gentle vinegar you have. Yeah. Um, then you just kind of mix it in with the sugar and all the stuff in there. Now, the big key is don't heat it up like a simple syrup. Heat up vinegar, it is not good. It does not smell good. It's just not a good thing. So just kind of let it dissolve. Yes, let it dissolve. If you've ever cleaned your coffee pot out, you know what that smells like. Yeah, so let it. We should talk about that a different time, though. Dan's got a dirty ass <laughs> coffee like, pot. No, Some like racy pot, heating up vinegar story. Awkward pause. Who doesn't put vinegar in their butt? Yes. Exactly. Whoa. 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 Yeah. Uh, Is that not what we're talking about? Yeah. Nick, Nicky, hurry up and start talking over Randy, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everyone quiet. Important <laughs> things here. So once all the sugar's d- dissolved and stuff, you pour it all through a little strainer, get rid of all those peels and all the little gunk and whatever is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I poured into fancy little mason jars and put blue painting tape on there and just write what's in there. Um, as you can see, it's peeling off, but at least it's good because when I went into my refrigerator and I had, I think, still at least like 10 jars of stuff left and like, what is this? What is this? They're all a little bit different colors, all a few different flavor profiles and stuff, but I have no idea what it was without that magical blue tape. So, <laughs> so it's an it's a important thing. And I do label your stuff. Everybody. Yes. Crafty little Mason jars go to Michael's are usually on sale and then they have like coupons and stuff. So mm. it's a good little tip there. Um, so then you kind of, so essentially you're flavoring vinegar with sugar and whatever flavor you want. Now these are very versatile, so you could use them. So you already have your sugar and then um, acid together. So you almost don't need additional citrus when you're making cocktails. So, mm-hmm. and you could also just do what it, we just tested out when we came here right away was just about two ounces of the shrub and ice and club soda for just a nice little non-alcoholic probably not kid friendly because i'm assuming kids aren't going to really be into sipping vinegars but but some adventurous adult friendly who might be yeah i have to say i have to say uh nikki let randy and i try both flavors of shrubs just in club soda 
when she first got here because Dan got lost. Uh, I, I took my bike and I was trying to find shortcuts. Nobody cares, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I'm just kidding. I was just being sassy. Um, but we tried, we tried these shrubs, sodas, and we were both like, holy crap. Like that, they were so good. This rhubarb one you made with the lemony lime stuff, it's yeah. beautiful. It's this nice pale color, kind of like ginger ale. And I could sip on it all day. It was really awesome. There's something about the vinegar, too, that really makes the flavors like pop out. Yeah. That you don't experience in a lot of it makes the it everyday really sodas and stuff that we have. But yeah. I think mm. I think they're a pretty a pretty cool thing that we should have more of. Mm-hmm. That is for Bring sure. Bring back the shrubs. <laughs> Plus, they're not alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. I think that's like the trouble with a lot of parties these days is like half the people are like, okay, well, I can't I, I can't can't have more than one beer because I got to drive home or that's whatever. That's because like, we're old there's nothing, now. There's nothing interesting to drink. Yep, exactly. Like so these, like, I could easily drink instead of a cocktail if I yep. just want something that's yep different. You know, has some sweetness but not too sweet and can kind of essentially flavor them with whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And if you listen, kind of last season and went out and bought your flavor bible, like everyone should, <laughs> just see what's in your yard, look it up in there, and you know, find some stuff that works with it. Mix that with some sugar and vinegar, and you can kind of make up your own thing and so kind of what i made everyone yeah. do because i was also as i said running very late today <laughs> i just grabbed some bourbon some vodka some rum just some liquor i'd laying around the house as i have many 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 bottles of liquor laying around my house at all points it's all work related don't worry um, <laughs> um, the ones at my house are work related yes. too yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah right you aren't you a computer programmer what the hell <laughs> yeah how do you think he maintains yeah <laughs> stressful job for work Self-medicating. Got to keep it interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So I had everyone kind of just mix their own little drinks. So I'm not going to even tell you what we all mixed because you can just make what you want. This is where it all comes down to what you like. It's so good. I made Nikki mix one for me because I was too busy trying to write alliteration for the intro. And uh, so I have the rhubarb citrus shrub with white rum in it. Yes. And... It's fantastic. Uh, it's it's got. I did. It's a little heavy on the shrub, which I prefer because then it's it's super delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm digging it. What did you get, Dan? I chose the blue barb and a little bit of bourbon and some lime juice. Blue bourbon. Blue bourbon. Yep, I did the rhubarb and bourbon for myself. So I think it goes pretty well. Yep. And it's funny, when I made the, when I was kind of putting together the rhubarb, I just wanted to do the plain rhubarb because I wanted to flavor it with something else later. wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then when I tried it, I was like, that was probably my favorite of all the shrubs. It just turned out <laughs> really, really good. So, yeah, as I said, once surprisingly I, amazing. Yep. Once I remember to bring my little Bookhouse Boys notebook, <laughs> I'll get that all up on Facebook so I can get, I wrote down, actually wrote down detailed recipes for everything. So, oh, cool. I need to yes. get the, I need to get all the recipes put on the last two or three episodes on on uh, the internet so those of you visiting our website uh we do put recipes up on there i just need to do that soon yep so and i can take pictures of my notebook pages i think they're 
I'll see if they're neatly written and understandable <laughs> to human beings, not me. Sometimes if I'm experimenting and trying a few different drinks and then I'm like, oh, I just write all sorts of interesting things that I'm writing down recipes. Now I need to know. Now I need to see yep. these pages. Yep. So we will we will check this out. So, <laughs> so yep, that's about all I have right now. So awesome. shrubbery. Nikki, I love these shrubberies. They're so good. Oh, man. Um, Dan, didn't you have some smelly things to talk about today? Yeah, I was going to talk about the items that I have growing on my porch in pots. (laughs) Dan's slowing it down for us right here. They're not directly planted into your porch because that would be pretty impressive. (laughs) No, that's true. (laughs) Or the the wood of your porch is real (laughs) gross. Real old. It's that plastic wood stuff that doesn't rot. So it's P- it would wood. Be, it would be not hospitable to plants. Um, <laughs> anyway, stick. so one of my favorite aspects of gardening is not the vegetables. It's not even flowers. It's the smells that you can get from plants. <laughs> so okay. most of the the common ones are just like herbs. You know, like sage, rosemary, mm-hmm. oregano, whatever. Like they smell good. Thyme smells good. Um, and that's fine. Some of the other ones, and I have I have all those. Some of the other ones that you might not uh, think to grow, but that I think are um, <laughs> indispensable in the smell garden. <laughs> One of them is lemon thyme. Oh, I this absolutely so. F- Good. It's insane. I, I love how you're ready to fight for it, though. You're like, I am going to beat somebody up if they can find me on this. Yeah, I, I'm going to second that motion. I love lemon thyme. I oh, had, my God. It's good. I had my uh, my husband's grandparents were hanging out, and I'm out of grandparents, so maybe she's my grandma-in-law? I, is that a thing? Is that weird? I think you can have a grandma. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, she was like, oh, my God, lemon time. And she was grabbing it and shoving it in her face, loving it. She's like, oh, my God, you're the best gardener ever. And I'm like, I didn't make that plant stink. <laughs> the plant doesn't. Stink so good. It just. <laughs> oh, man, it smells so good. So one thing I've done with this recently, I made up a big batch of tea, like iced tea. Mm-hmm. And then unsweetened, right? Unsweetened black, green, white? Black. Black. Yep. And then um, cut up a bunch of lemon thyme and stuffed it in there. Uh And then put it in the fridge for like a day. And then pulled it all out, strained it out. So you infused your tea with lemon thyme. Yeah. And it was out of this world. Out of this (laughs) world. It was incredible. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. Uh, Heliotrope. Is another one. Now, this is oh, like a bedding plant. Yes. Right? That's got like these nice, I don't know if they're panicles or if they're umbels or whatever you call them, of flowers. What do you call that, that heliotrope does? It's like this, it's, I think they're called panicles. If you know, write in and, and let me know. But anyway. Write <laughs> to us at I'm an idiot. Big bunches of like these beautiful purple flowers. They look super cool and they smell like heaven. They smell like vanilla. Oh, I I did not know about heliotropes oh until last summer I worked at a greenhouse and I'm like, what's this Hyaltropy? <laughs> no, heliotrope. Uh, it, it it's like an English garden incredible. plant or whatever. Yeah, but it smells so good. And, and it and it fills a whole area. Like you just need one or two in your pots and yeah. then the whole area people will be like, huh, oh, what's that smell? <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, another one that uh, a lot of people skip over, but they shouldn't is curry plant mm-hmm. curry mm-hmm. plant and now this is not the one that actual curry is made from 
or this is not we the had one. We this that, dispute. Yeah, we did. I remember. And it's also not the thing that uh, you might cook with called curry leaf mm-hmm. plant. That is something different as well. If you are familiar with like Indian cooking and stuff or South Asian cooking. Um, this is a, it kind of looks like a lavender plant, mm-hmm. which that's another thing you should grow as well. But it's like, it looks like lavender, but it's like silvery. And if you like tickle it, you know, like rub it or whatever, <laughs> it smells like curry. It smells like yellow curry powder. You're like totally right. The store. We, were, we were debating this because I, I can't remember if we were talking about epic gardening and we were talking about herbs and whatnot, but you were like, you can't eat that. Okay. Right. So <laughs> I was like, yes, you can. I looked it up. And you can eat it, but it is not used in curry. You yeah. use it the way you would use an herb called wormwood. Whoa. Which I don't even know how to use. I assume that's something in absinthe. Yeah. It is. So. And also vermouth. <laughs> also vermouth. Yes. All right. So Nick, it's like a bittering yes. kind of thing. It yes, sounds it like is then. a bittering agent. So, so Nikki's yes. homework is to figure yes. out how to use curry plantain <laughs> booze. Okay. Oh, I, I, can, I can work with oh, this. Oh, that would be weird. Yeah. I'm excited about this. Yeah, this that would be also weird. good to know that if I am in a plant place or whatever, that I have a plant I can now go tickle and then yeah. dude there's it's perfectly okay this is a tickling plant because it makes it smell good you plant so hurt. yeah because usually they just look at me really weird when i go and like lightly that's because you're in macy's nikki yes oh yes yeah, the... yes no. i've been in real garden centers before i've been like the one at home depot where do you think i got my mother's day present i saw a plant once yeah <laughs> Dear Twin Peaks Diary, today I fondled some foliage. (laughs) Oh, speaking of which, in my adventures in gardening, I still have a thorn in my hand because I accidentally brushed against my cactus. Oh, no. And it had lots of thorns in me, and then one just won't go away. Oh, no. So I'm calling myself a gardener. (laughs) I was trying to shut the window, window, but... When you've suffered because you're nurturing plants, then you can call yourself a gardener. (laughs) Yep. So now I'm going to cut, instead of watering it once every three months, I'm going to water it once every four months. Ah, take that, you yes. mother. Yep. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, my gosh. It is now the peak of summer. The days are as long as they're ever going to be. Um, and I was looking at my veggie garden, and it is a mess. Like, it, when it gets real hot, your lettuce will bolt, which means it, it like, shoots up real tall and makes weird flowers and tastes yeah. like crap. Um, yep. It gets real bitter. <clears throat> and then I have, like, my weeds are kind of overgrown, and I had an issue with uh, all that amaranth that self-sowed all over my garden. It's freaking huge right now. Uh, so I'm like, oh, what do I got to do to get a little bit more food out of 2018 growing season? Mm-hmm. The answer is succession planting. And that idea is you successively keep planting something after you harvest a plant and it's all done. So things like lettuce, you don't just like cut and come again all summer long when it gets as hot as it does here and you want to eat young tender greens so um i started looking into uh vegetable planting for the middle of summer and this is a really good time for you to go to the greenhouses and get some seeds and they might even be on sale right now and now is a really good time to do this because in august a lot of seed suppliers will pull their product off the shelves so it's now or never folks uh, unless you're ordering online, which is, you know, the future that yep. the future is now. Um, anyways, uh, 
if you get some plants, some seeds, not some plants, uh, and sow them inside right now, then inside right now, room temperature is about, you know, 68 to 72 degrees, somewhere in there, depending on how you set your thermostat. That's a great temperature for... <laughs> Put your thermostat at 68? Christ! <laughs> Don't, don't <laughs> judge me. Fancy with central air and I'm, all that stuff. <laughs> I'm a sweaty Betty. What can I say? <laughs> are you in an office building? I don't know. Okay, it's actually, that's true. Office buildings are typically run fairly chilly. <sighs> now that we've got over that, um, <laughs> judgment. Ah, I can't take it. Ah. Um, all right, so your inside temperature is is probably 22 degrees Celsius. Argue with that, Dan. I, I can't do it. 22 I, degrees I, I Celsius is, is normalness. Um, but it sounds right. But trying to start lettuce seeds inside at about 70 degrees is way easier than trying to start lettuce seeds outside in 100 degrees, mm. right? Uh, a lot of seeds don't want to germinate when it's extra, extra hot outside. It'll kind of suppress their ability to germinate. So... What you could be starting inside uh, are things like brassicas. When we say brassica, we're talking broccoli, cauliflower, kale, that kind of... of Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Brussels sprouts. Um, <laughs> uh, you can also be starting a bunch of different lettuce leafy greens. You know, some there's a lot of spinaches that will do well in a cold season. So after the heat of the summer breaks, you stick your plug in the ground and you're good to go. Um, and also root vegetables. So round two for things like beets and radishes and that kind of thing. Um, so the advantage of growing them inside is they're going to germinate a little better. And also you can start germinating things inside while everything that's already out in your outdoor space is finishing up. So you're doing two things at once. You're multitasking. That's very efficient. You know, I have to say, I had never thought of doing that, but I think I'm going to go home and like seed a bunch of beets. <laughs> Can't beat it. Sorry, I had to. Um, also, you don't have bugs eating your stuff inside your house. Mm. You just have cats. Damn Riker cats. Dude, my garden has been decimated by bugs this year. Uh, it's Well, I, I've had problems with Japanese beetles, but that's an episode for another time. Uh, <laughs> we're keeping it moving over here at Verdant North. Um, okay, so buy your seeds now and stick them in some seed trays. Get some things started so that when you pull everything out of your garden you just transplant them and you're already on the way so how do you know if it's a crop that you will still be able to harvest this year you need to look up a couple things in your zone when is your average first frost day and find out how many days you have left of summer from the day you're planning to plant and the day that it'll first frost secondly when you look at your seed packet on the backside, it's going to tell you how many days to germinate. Let's say it's 10 days to germinate your lettuce seeds. Okay, cool. Uh, and then days to harvest. Days to harvest is once the plant is germinated, that's how many days it's going to take to eat it. So you need to add your germination days to your days to harvest. Let's say it's 10 days to germinate, 55 days to harvest. That's 65 days that you need before the last frost in order to eat that food. A lot of leafy greens take way less time because you can eat them at any stage of their life. You're not waiting on like a fruit to ripen. So if you start some beets now, I think you're gonna make it. If you start some beets in September, you're not gonna make it. 
See what I'm saying here? Yeah. You get yeah. what I'm saying here? Yeah. Um, let's see if I had any. Oh, yeah. There's a few tricks that you can do, too. There's some things that'll self-sew and some things that'll kind of survive the winter time too, if you want to get kind of a head start on next year. Hmm. Um, things like arugula might overwinter oh. really easily. Arugula is a spicy, peppery salad green. Randy's shaking his head. He's like, I don't know what arugula is. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's spicy. It's delicious. <laughs> it's very spicy. Um, and things like cilantro and amaranth, those are going to self-seed all over your lawn. And you're going you're gonna to find them in the spring. So if you already have cilantro that's going to flower right now, and you're a sloppy gardener like I am, let it go all the way to seed. Because the seeds from cilantro are what we know as coriander. And a lot of that stuff is going to survive over the winter and just pop right up in the spring. So it's like free stuff I didn't even have to plant. And that's the fav- <laughs> that's my favorite thing. Also, um, friend of the pod, Jane Perrone in the UK was talking about perennial vegetables. There's a perennial kale and a perennial cauliflower that she grows. So maybe those are things that are worth looking into so you don't have as much, you know, digging and thinking to do all the time. <laughs> so that's my that's my pro tip on uh, succession planting for summertime salad stuff. You have inspired me. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to go home and but cuz I plant so I planted three different varieties of beets this year. Mm-hmm. I did golden beets. I did I think I'm saying this right, chioga. Okay. Or, I don't know how it's I can't correct you. I have no idea. Anyway, it's the one that's like it's sort of like white and red rings mm-hmm. on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to look kind of cool. Very pretty. Yeah, and then um just like the red like bull's blood or whatever. Right, because that one gets red leaves when it's little, too, which is really cool. That one's used as a microgreen as well. Yeah. So I grew all these three different types of beets, and I've got probably a total of, like, 12. Total beets. Total beets. It's just, like, super disappointing. But are they in your garden plots or in your plots Yeah, no, in my garden plot. And I think Mm. it's because they got just, like, waylaid by bugs. Mm. I've seen, like, potato bugs Hmm. everywhere and, like, the four-line plant bug. Which they look just like the potato bugs and Japanese beetles. And there's like little holes in all of the arugula Boo. and all this. Anyway, let's, you know, we'll moving on. Yeah. Time, Sad things a different day. Maybe we'll have to come up with some slick strategies for protecting your plants from bugs. <laughs> I think that's what we'll have to do. That sounds like a whole other episode to me. Hire a bouncer. <laughs> no bugs allowed. Sign. Bug bouncer. Always does the trick. <laughs> does the trick. Because bugs are literate and respectful. I didn't know it was against the law, officer. <laughs> I just eat in his garden. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have a tree of the day of the week? You know what? I do. What are we talking about today, Dan? I wish I had theme music or something just then. Like, Randy da, 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 like Superman. We'll have, to, we'll have to figure that out later. <laughs> 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 Ta-da! <laughs> All right. Did you just do a Today's... Price is Right? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> the Price is Wrong. <laughs> Sue me, Drew Carey. Sue me. <laughs> All right, today we're going to talk about the Colorado blue spruce. This is also known as blue spruce. This is also known as Colorado spruce. This is also known as many other common names. People call this all sorts of different things, but Picea pungens is the actual scientific name. Picea pungens. You got so, that? So this tree, you see it all over, at least in the Midwest. 
Uh, it grows to be a good 50 feet tall, 20 feet wide. Wow. Starts out usually in sort of like a pyramid kind of shape. Um, and when it's mature, it's more of a cone, kind of like much taller uh, than it is wide. The needles are singularly <laughs> Is attached. that what a cone is? Please That's describe to me. What a cone what is. A- Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the shape of a cone. <laughs> Anyway, so the needles are like singularly attached. They're kind of short. They're very thick and sharp, very stiff little needles. They will poke you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they also have like a bluish kind of like grayish look to them. Mm -hmm. Um, They're kind of low maintenance plants. They don't mind um, animals. They don't get like devastated by, uh, you know, what deer and stuff like that insects or insects uh actually some insects can um feed upon them but usually that's not a problem uh they tend to have very thick uh attractive foliage they look like they're very good as far as conifers go most of the time if there's nothing wrong with them yeah that blue spruce is thick (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they are native to colorado utah wyoming a little bit in new mexico basically the um the rockies um they can grow in zones two through seven they are ornamental often sold in garden centers you can find them pretty much all over the place there's all kinds of different varieties your that local are, big box probably has a bunch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and likely mm-hmm. a lot of like dwarf varieties or they've got ones that do like this weeping habit have you seen those they're just they're like, real depressed. Yeah. That sounds real fun. Yeah, they're <laughs> like five feet tall, and then they just kind of droop. I feel like they look like uh, small Chewbacca's <laughs> that are kind of like hairy and like droopy. They're really selling me on this story right now. <laughs> Put a a melty Chewbacca in your backyard. It's not even as tall as a Chewbacca. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you can get a couple of different varieties of them. Um, They're not... I actually went on the uh, University of Minnesota Extension website to Mm -hmm. kind of see if they had any other information about... Paisia pungens. Mas informaciones. And they said, you know what? We do not recommend that people plant this. Yep. In Minnesota because it is susceptible to diseases. Shit. In particular, rhizosphera needle cast and cytospora <laughs> canker. Cytospora canker. Um, and they're also just like overplanted. You see them everywhere. Right. Everywhere. So it's kind of like, you know, if you're looking for something cool to put in your yard, like you don't want to put in what everyone else has. Well. You know, I, do something cool. I think, I think the biggest, okay. So I have a, a big ass blue spruce in my backyard and it is very, very tall. Um, it's like maybe 30 feet tall. Yeah. It's, it's real tall. It's pretty decent size. Here's the thing. Blue spruce are like that person that peaked in high school and then looks real haggard by 30. <laughs> like they look real effing rough once they're mature. They're not cute at all anymore and you're like oh actually that was a terrible idea why was I in love with this when the thing was so young because it is not okay now. <laughs> <laughs> you should check for Rise of Spray Needle Cast, dude. 
Because that She's might like, be what's going on. moves on right away. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Something's yeah. wrong there. Uh, well, it's, okay, so just, Are, like, the needles missing towards the inside of the trunk? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, the inside gets kind of nakedy, and then a few branches will kind of die, and it'll just look really shaggy. Extremely sh- It doesn't have that beautiful, all-over, like thick, full blue color like it does when it's only five feet tall. It... I mean, okay, I'll have you over and you'll see it. Yeah. I mean, I've had an arborist look at it a couple really? of times and they're like, yeah, they're just ugly trees when they're big. Oh. So they're just, you know, they're if you're in Colorado, do it. Yeah. Absolutely do it. You're in the perfect climate. It's going to look as healthy as possible for as mm-hmm. long as possible. Yeah, that's the other thing is like these diseases, the reason that they don't recommend planting it here is because of these diseases. Those don't occur in its native habitat. On the other side of the Rockies. Uh, or even in the Rockies. Okay. Yeah. If you're in Colorado, if you're in the mountains, wherever this is naturally occurring, you're in good shape. Don't worry about canker. <laughs> so people are a lot nicer to the trees, so they're not as sad. Okay, so part of it is climate. Like any plant in mm-hmm. its own climate is going to be way more disease resistant. It's like... You they know, don't do good in in heat. No. Yeah. They if, don't. If you're like in Florida or Georgia, like forget it. Don't even do it, Georgia. Yeah. Don't. Don't even try. <laughs> uh, another thing about um, this tree, they produce particularly bad wood. So, like, if you're looking to build a house, don't use blue spruce uh, because when you cut it up, the wood that comes out of it's very brittle oh. and it's full of knots. And it's uh, it's not okay. There's much better options out there. You can't you can't build anything with that stuff. Yeah. I feel like sweet chestnut probably, has a better <laughs> job. but that's a different that's a different story. That's anyway, that's what I got one. to talk about. Blue spruce. Blue spruce. Hey, thank you, Dan. You know what, guys? We talked about all of the things. I think we're good. Randy, roll the credits. Thanks for listening to Verdant North. Find our blog posts online at atverdantnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at atverdantnorth. And you can find us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. If you want to contact us but hate social media, you can email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. You can hear this podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Spotify, I apply to you. Listen up. You want us on Spotify? (laughs) Talk to Spotify. Come on, Spotsy. I've applied twice now. Uh... Don't forget to like, rate, comment, and share the podcast. The more likes, ratings, and comments we receive, the more visible this podcast becomes. We've been getting some new reviews, so thank you if you've reviewed recently. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, we do not pay for advertising, and we don't have any networks backing us. So sharing your sharing our show with your friends and family is the only way we get heard. If you like what you're listening to and feel like contributing at all, any money to this podcast you, and uh, website and overall attitude about life, uh, you can donate <laughs> to us at coffee.com slash verdant north. That's ko fi.com backslash verdant north. You can find Caroline Holstrom on Twitter at Miss Zero Line. That's Miss Aline. You can find Dan Hudson on Twitter at Verdant Dan and really just being disapproving about blue spruces overall. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no one has tweeted at me, by the way. I have. Did you no, forget okay, how no to... No one look? outside of this room has tweeted <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't man. think you, they're, they're looking at your Twitter egg and like, he's not very going to be responsive. <laughs> 
Uh, you can also find Nikki Lyons on Instagram at Nikki underscore RM three one five. You can also follow or you can also find me on Twitter at Marlon underscore Rando. I'll, I won't fix that. That's all just junk. Whatever. <laughs> uh, you can also hear me on the Scattered Podcast. It's another show where dudes talk about stuff like you need that. But, uh, <laughs> that is also available on so many other podcast services. Uh, special thanks to Brie Edisted and Dewey Vu for graphics and artwork. An extra big thanks to Webmaster Corey Hartung for making sure we exist on the web. Happy birthday, Corey. Happy <laughs> yeah. And as always, a thanks to Minneapolis band Volcanus for allowing us to use their tunes. Follow their hilarious video blog project on YouTube and listen to them and arch-rival band Prozac Rat on Bandcamp, YouTube, and find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and always remember... It's okay to kill plants, especially blue spruce.